podcast you're about to hear is a pod that I did with fellow podcaster, podcaster of the sports hit list. Uh, you can check out his show. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll give you all the details you need to know in the pod, but we go over some NBA playoff basketball. This is being recorded on the day it's going up on Wednesday before the Knicks games or any of the games that are tipping off on Wednesday night. So take everything that we say with a grain of salt in that regard. Sit back, enjoy this one, and uh, let's go Nets. This podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets. Sports fans, comedy fans, music fans, things are starting to open up again. You can use my code GRINDHOUR to get in the building. Again, that's code GRINDHOUR at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app to get $20 off your first purchase. All COVID restrictions in terms of tickets still apply Look at your tickets when you get them to see what I mean by that. Seek Geek, life's an event. We have the tickets. This should be played at high volume. You're listening to the Grind Hours Podcast. You can either have the money and the hammer or you can walk out of here. You can't have both. I got the host of the sports hit list, my fellow uh, Iona grad student, uh, Carlos Kalan, or Carl Kalange, excuse me, I'm, we were talking about Carlos before, I'm <laughs> butchering the, the intro. Carl- Listen, man, it's all good. Thank you so much. Uh, I, um, you got my last name right, so that's what, that's what matters. A lot of people butcher that up, but you got that right, so you're, you're, you're good in my book. I'm, I'm one for two, but at least I'm good in your book. Uh, the <laughs> reason why I got you on. Uh, your pod is one of the most interesting podcasts that I've come across. Your Mount Rushmore series is, I think, a Hall of Fame idea. It is a Mount Rushmore idea to, to keep the, uh, simile go- uh, the metaphor going there. I, you're a huge NBA fan. Um, you're a Celtic fan, which is important to me because you're the first stop with the Nets on their championship journey. But yeah, but man, thank you so much for having me on uh, and I appreciate you and anybody else who follows the sports hit list. Um, you definitely reached out and I'm like, wow, thank you for like that. that. That to me means a lot, like someone who's really watching our content. And that series developed because, you know, clearly last year we had no sports on. Right. And, you know, and once that stopped, that stopped our business of podcasting. People are like, all right, what are we going to talk about? Because there's nothing to talk about with sports. So I have a list of contributors a special shout out to the hit list team every sport i have a contributors chat so for every sport we have a you know we have a pro wrestling baseball mm-hmm. football basketball so i'm literally in these chats all day trying to figure out all right what's our next segment um and i had one of the basketball contributors he was like carl i think you should you know um rank these players uh you know all time on a mount rushmore do it for basketball and i was kind of hesitant like a lot of times people pitch me ideas i'm kind of just like you know, like my ego takes over. I'm just like, no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm right. Doing it. But but lately I've been, you know, very open to listening to other ideas. That's how segments become about. And I add my own flavor to it. So he, he pitched it to me and I was just like, all right, I'll get to it. And then the football team, not knowing that this guy from the basketball said the same thing, the football team said the same thing to me. They were like, Carl, um, you know, because there was nothing to talk about. Like, what are we going to like? There's only so much LeBron and, and, and Jordan you could talk about in a, right. in a, in a month span. So the football team said, how about we do a series 
uh, how about we do a Mount Rushmore? And I was like, oh, that's what the basketball guy was telling me to do. <laughs> I was like, you know what, let's try it. So I started booking the segments. I told him this is how I was going to go. We're going to pick four people. You get four picks, and then you have to pick one pick um, for your ultimate Rushmore hit list list. So the football panel said, all right, we want eight episodes. These are the top positions. And I'm like, all right, if we're going to do one for football, it only makes sense that we do one for, for baseball. Right. For baseball. Which, I'm like, all right. That's when I caught because – you and your series, I caught the baseball stuff. That's oh, okay. what you hit the because that's when we. I must have pitched having, it in the class. Yeah, I must have said my podcast in the class. Which, right. Which, yeah, yeah, we had a sports imaging class, and you said I have a podcast. I know what it's like as a small podcaster to try to grow an audience. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna just check this dude out, see if he's legit, and you got me hooked. I don't remember what was the first episode that I watched, but I, it was somewhere in the baseball stuff, and I was like, he's doing baseball, like. <laughs> thank you yeah then I, got we, to, then I got to your to the football and the basketball stuff and i realized that you're more well-rounded than just baseball and it's actually funny that we're doing a basketball one because you're a celtics fan are yeah. you from new york and you're i am I'm, I'm born in Ray. i was born in brooklyn and i moved to long island when i was six so i i i claim long island and my wife, every time I tell her that, you know, I was born, she's like, you're not from Brooklyn, you're from Long Island. So I claim Long Island. Um, I, I, I call Long Island the sixth borough because, you know, we don't get that as much love as the five boroughs. Well, a couple of things from this. One, you should always claim Brooklyn, no matter what. I, <laughs> I went to Brooklyn College. You claim Brooklyn. You can. Claim I went Long to St. Island Francis. Too. That's it. I went to St. Francis in Brooklyn. So yeah, part no. of me still there. I spent four years in Brooklyn going to college. So I, I, I always claim Brooklyn. For sure. where, were you, where were you born in Brooklyn? Uh, I was born, I believe, at St. Mary's Hospital, but I lived in uh, uh, off of Church Avenue. It's in East 19. I believe it was I know, East yes, I Beverly. know where that is. Yeah, yeah. So I spent six years there. We moved in '92 to Long Island, and I've been. And now, now I live in Queens, but I, I I'm still always along actively in Long Island because my parents live there. That's where I, I, I mostly do all my errands and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, listen, I I, I claim part of Brooklyn because of school. But honestly, Long Island is my Long Island is where I spent most of my childhood, you know, so uh, that that's definitely a special place in my heart. So Elmont stand up for sure. <laughs> hey, that's funny. I, I'm actually in Valley Stream right now. My girl lives oh, in Valley Stream. She's Oh, your girlfriend lives in Valley Stream? Yeah, she's from uh, she's from Queens. So when she listens to the podcast, you're going to be on the top of her. That's listen, my life. wife is from Valley Stream. I wonder from what street because you may be like two minutes away from me right now. That's crazy. <laughs> No, it's listen. I, listen, my mother-in-law lives in Valley Stream, and I'm always there. Like Valley Stream, Elmont, that's my surrounding neighborhood. Yeah, like, man. We're, we're always a, around those there. That's small, pretty cool. small world. Small. And where small, are you from? Where you're from? Where? I'm upstate from uh, Orange okay. County. So. Oh, nice, nice. nice. I, I'm a a transplant from upstate from Brooklyn, nice, but nice, I, nice. I I always claim Brooklyn, and I always will claim Brooklyn. Getting to to the pod. Funny story about the Celtics. My brother's a diehard. Boston Celtic fan because of Paul Pierce. So yeah, Pierce is the most underrated player of his time. And listen, tell your brother my my guy is going into the Hall of Fame first ballot in September. It's my birthday weekend. I have to be there. You're gonna I be have there? to absolutely. I told him. Listen, I'm completing the trifecta again. I saw his jersey get retired. I saw his final game in Boston when he hit that three as a Clipper. And I'm going to see my man go into the Hall of Fame. And nobody can tell me anything different. Like yeah, that's my. I, I I will be there. Not, will not the Paul Pierce stripper. Paul Pierce. The Paul <laughs> Pierce as a player is to me is my goat that's that's like I, I love watching him play getting on the court uh maybe your second son in terms of uh in terms of celtic fandom jason tatum i'm sick of him 
Uh, I, I'm absolutely <laughs> sick. He, he is a thorn in our side, and getting to the actual series, the Nets are up 2-0. Game one, I thought, was the best chance that the Celtics had to beat us because in the first half, Celtics couldn't miss from three. And the Nets, they, it wasn't like they were getting bad shots. They just couldn't hit open looks. And I was actually worried because Tatum's a guy. We've seen it. Duncan on LeBron shows up in big moments. He's built for the postseason. He's going to be a thorn in the rest of the Eastern Conference side for the entirety of his career, but he's the biggest X factor to me in this series. I don't think it's going to be a sweep, personally. After two games, fandom aside, what do you think of the Nets Celtics series? Well, listen, the first thing you said that kind of rung bell, like when you talk to non-sports fans, you said us, right? So yeah. I do the same thing. And when I talk to non-sports fans, you mean us? Were you on the court? Us? I'm like, yeah, us. You did right. Yeah. I'm part of the team. <laughs> you know? Um, so I definitely understand where you're coming from. Uh, unbiased opinion, I think, uh, you know, it's hard for me to say because I, I try not to. I, I'm biased because I love my team. Right. You know, like I even predicted that we'd win in six. But realistically, if you're asking my unbiased opinion, is that it's over. And, and, and as much as I would want the Celtics to win a game, watching the game, game two, there was no cohesiveness. And I understand you're frustrated, like you're, you're fearful of Jason Tatum, but you have nothing to worry about. You have Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, one of the greatest, arguably the greatest score of all time, and James Harden playing point guard and not choking it up. And he's in a new defined role. You're in the driver's seat and there's nothing you should be uh, worried about. My team, on the other hand, you have just Jason Tatum and the buck stops there. Because you look at the rest of the team, last night's game, Kemba Walker was nowhere to be found. Marcus Smart opened up in the third quarter. Okay, but it was a little too little too late by that He's point. Streaky. Are, I love Marcus. He's streaky. the number one. You know, but it, 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 it's, it's very but. difficult. Like, again, I say this, and I'm going to say it on my show later on because uh, I, I go on live at four. Um, I don't have a problem losing. And I've seen my team lose their fair share of games. I've seen them lose conference championships. Hell, I've seen them lose a finals, which I, I was – you couldn't even talk to me after that. You know, so I, I've seen the, the, the highs and the lows. I don't have a problem losing. What I have a problem with is effort. If Take a look at the Knicks game from game one, right? They played the Hawks. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, but they played a great game. They played a great game to the point where they lost at the end, probably because Julius Randle didn't play well. That, I don't have a problem with a close loss. Like, those close losses hurt. Oh, but I it hurts the mo- Yeah, but the, but, but the hurts that the, – the, the losses that hurt the most – is when you lose them by 30. I don't care. No, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. Really? Beat me by 50. At least I know <laughs> at least I know the team didn't show up that day. No, and, but and the team I can't, was better. It wasn't I can't if we fathom. lose by two, that's for that's with me for the next three weeks. Listen, I, listen, no listen, listen, I can't fathom losing uh losing by 30 and knowing you didn't show up. Because then you're telling me you don't care. Why am I sitting here? yelling and screaming at the TV and you're not caring. I look like the idiot. Well, you see what I'm saying? So I, I feel like I, 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 I feel like yesterday I, I feel I like yesterday that. the team didn't they didn't show up. And and I think this has been a problem all year. A good friend of mine who's another Celtics fan, Pierre Hines, he says the Celtics are consistently inconsistent. And which is true. They're consistently inconsistent. If you watch them all year and I understand this was a not normal basketball season. People are in and out of the lineup with COVID, major injuries you know, guys are not healthy. You know, guys are getting through the tough schedule. Everyone in the NBA had to go through it, and teams were able to make it out. We had the – there's no reason, again, 
I've been frustrated with with Danny Ainge and the way he's managing this team for years and years and years. And I say this, right? We traded Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and uh, Jason Terry to the Nets. Mm -hmm. And we fleeced Billy King in 2013, right? And that was the fleece of the year. The Celtics were supposed to be in contenders. They were supposed to be in the finals and win championships. And the Knicks looked like idiots. Fast forward eight years later, right? And look where we are today. The Nets are on the verge of going to the finals and winning a championship, and we're left looking like idiots. Moving to the other team in the town, the Knicks are lost on Sunday night in what was bizarro in terms of not only the game, but the atmosphere in MSG. It was a welcome sign. You look at the non-COVID side of the, or the, the vaccinated side of the arena, that's normal sports. The atmosphere was normal sports. Trey Young, playoff villain, numero uno in the entire league, shushing the net, shushing the Knicks fans at, at MSG. I don't like Trey Young, personally. I, I like, I respect him. I respect his game. I've always respected his game. Going back to Oklahoma, doesn't mean I gotta like him. And I don't, but. If you're a Knicks fan, I'm not going to say it's a win that you were this close and Randall played like garbage, but it's the closest thing that you can get to it because, and even as a Knicks fan too, I will bring this point up. It does cause me some concern that Julius Randall plays at an MVP pace the entire year. And then when you need him to play in the playoffs, his first playoff game, he croaks. That's is that am I overreaching and just Monday morning quarterback in this thing? I, I, just a little bit. And here's what I'm gonna tell you is that again, we're comparing players, right? Anthony Davis had a crappy game one, but he bounced back in game two, right? He's got a ring. Game is, He's got a ring. Still, still, but let's let hear me out though. Julius Randle, I don't believe, has ever been in the playoff situation where he's been the front, he's been the leader of a team. I, I, I give him a I, I don't want to say I give him a pass. He should have played better. But the nerves were out there. This is the first time they're playing in front of a large crowd this year. You know, there's a lot going on. Like, I, I think his nerves took over. Like, he was he was overthinking. He wasn't playing his game. He wasn't playing to his game. Um, uh, Alan, I was it Burke, right? Off yeah, Alec Burks. Alec Burks uh, kept them in the game. Um, you know, uh, Quigley, Manuel Quigley, love the kid. Kid is great. You know, his his spark, his energy, and. And no, and again, um, this is not me sounding like I'm a low-key Knicks fan because I've been known as a low-key Knicks hater because I can't stand them and their fan base. But as a as a New Yorker, because I'm still a New Yorker at heart, I love going to MSG. I love going to see pro wrestling there. I love going to basketball there. I love the Garden, the Garden, Madison Square Garden, the world's famous arena, the old atmosphere, the aura of being at MSG. I love it. And I think just seeing the fans there and seeing the chants and seeing Spike Lee dancing on the sideline, seeing Tracy Morgan. That's New York. Like, like you felt it. Even if you were yeah. home and you're not a Knicks fan, you felt it. You know, so I felt like the atmosphere was great. They should have came away with the win. But I think going into game two, this is a do this is a must win for them now. There's no way you go down 0-2 and think you're gonna go to uh, Atlanta down 0-2 and pull off a miracle. Like it's gonna be very difficult to go into Atlanta to try to win a game now. So you want to go back to Atlanta at least with the split. I think Julius Randle will have a bounce back game. Um, and he will, you know, again, I think it's just nervousness. If he has another terrible game. Then you can start to question. I think you'd start questioning like, hey, listen, he's becoming like the choker. But the first game, I think, you know, out the gate, first time in the playoff atmosphere at MSG, your nerves get the best of you. But Trey Young proved that Trey Young came. Lights, lights, lights on Broadway. 
Trey Young came to play, you know, so I think Julius Randle just has to match that intensity to get the Knicks to win. The other thing that I will say, terrible coaching job out of Thibodeau on that last possession. Nilakina didn't play the entire game. Yeah. And you put him in cold in the biggest spot. No. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. No. You don't do yeah, that. That's what people are talking about. I mean, listen, C- Coach Tibbs clearly knows more than we would because we're not on the sideline. Right. I mean, I, he I, gets I, paid I, I get, the big bucks. And yeah, we're right. Absolutely. It. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, maybe he thought, I guess, Frank is a good defender and he thought he would be in that position, but uh, something that he has to evaluate going into. And, and I think the the last possession for the last shot, Julius Randle got that last shot off at point nine, right? Which yeah. was a, which he, he couldn't even get a chance to lob it because by the time he turned around, it was already like the time right. was already up. He wasn't going to get a chance to lob it. So I, I, again, I, I think these are all things that, you know, um, this is why you have a couple of days off. Knicks haven't played since Sunday that you evaluate going into a completely different game, going into game two. The Knicks, I think, will win this series in six. Uh, even as a Nets fan, a good Knicks team is great for the city. I love it. I, I love Spike going crazy. I, everything about playoff Nick basketball as a New Yorker, I love. But mm. they're a year or two away from actually being legitimate. Mm. On that note, let's take a quick break, and we'll talk about the teams out west back after this. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories, I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes. First half, we went over some Knicks basketball, some hyper-local uh, New York geography, but now let's take a plane out west and uh, talk about the defending champs in their series against the Suns. 1-1, LeBron and Anthony Davis came back last night, tied up the series. I like the Suns. I do. I- I've been a hater of Devin Booker saying he's never won a game in his life. Same thing with Trey Young. Respect them, but they haven't won when it matters. I, I think this is Lakers in five. As much as I love Chris Paul, as much as I really like this gritty Suns team, playoff LeBron and, and the defending champs are just too much for the, for this Suns team to me. Mm. A wise man wants uh, a wise man. Listen, uh, it, it's not known that I, I don't call them the Lakers. They're the Flakers to me because, listen, <laughs> I believe green. I hate the Lakers. I can't stand their fans. I can't stand anything about them. I mean, I, I pay respects. God rest Kobe Bryant's soul. I pay re- my respects to him, but I hate the Lakers. I can't stand them and I, I can't stand their fan base and I can't stand anything about them. And it pains me that they tied us in championships and now they're on the verge of winning their 18th to, to super. I mean, to superpass us, right? To, to pass the Celtics in all time records. You count I, the Minneapolis. You do. You do count I don't. them. You I don't. do. You have to. You have to count them. I mean, they're, they're part of their history. They're still the Lakers. They're still part like they're, they're still part of their team. But beside the point, if I want to be objective, because I'm trying my best to be objective on your show and your, your platform here, uh, this series was over yesterday when Chris Paul got taken out the game. And uh, I've heard someone say this: the best ability, the, the best ability is availability mm-hmm. in sports, and health is what wealth. Chris Paul cannot provide that, and we've seen 
countless times over and over, and, and, you, and you're an NBA fan, and you've seen Chris Paul in the playoffs. He's always hurt. He was yeah. hurt in 2018 when he was in Houston. His head had a hand, hand me injury because hard, um, Houston fans believe if he played that game seven, they would have won. But he I didn't. do too. I do too. You no, know, so uh, Chris Paul has like I remember when he was the Clippers. He broke his hand, and there was one year he broke his hand. The Clippers couldn't get past the second round. I forget who they're playing one year. You know, he's notorious for injuries. And again, here we go again. He got hurt in game one, and now game two he couldn't finish it. Monty Williams. I was watching the press conference last night. He was like, it was his decision to pull him out because Chris didn't look comfortable. Chris looked like he was, you know, and he he was forcing up, and his his shoulder was in pain. And it wasn't it was it wasn't a good fit. So without having your floor general and Chris Paul is in it, and I've been I've been known to give Chris Paul a lot of flack, calling him overrated and the fact that he hasn't been able to get his teams to championships. And, and, and you know he's been a great leader and so forth. People call him the point god, but the facts are the facts. When you need Chris Paul, he's, he's hurt. Not available. Yeah, he's no, not I... available. He's he, he's hurt, and it's unfortunate that we have to sit here and talk about it and say that come and have that conversation because. You know, we like him for what he does with the Plays Association. He's a great guy. He's upstanding. Um, part of the reason maybe I don't like him is because I hate the Banana Boat crew. I can't stand all, all of them and how I believe that they all ruin basketball. That's oh. another conversation for another day. But as far as basketball is concerned, he um, he can't play. And in the crunch moment when you needed someone to go to go-to basket or to, to be a floor general last night, where I think I think they went up like one point or two points, like, like five minutes left to mm-hmm. go and then – Lakers, uh, LeBron went LeBron. Anthony Davis hit a wide open three. The game was over. Like, it, like at, at the minute I think Le- LeBron hit a he hit that uh, fadeaway jumper on baseline. Uh, he he hit that one. Then Anthony Davis hit the three point. It was over at that point. Thing with Chris Paul, uh, I think it's and I hate using this term because I personally hate load management, but I think you need to load ma- do some load management with Chris Paul because of the player that he is. Short point guards don't last in this league. And for mm. how, how long he's lasted, he needs some load management so that when you get to that point, when you need him in crunch time in the playoffs, he's available and he's not, you know, going, I've played 62 games this year. Like you have to find a healthy balance because you do need the regular season games to get you to a, a top season. I playoffs. agree. You know, I agree. So- it, it, it's a, it's it's a healthy balance that a coach has to find. Like, how many games do you rest them and not risking for them to get the the, the two seed? You know, so I'm I mean, going to a former team, the Clippers. Oh, the second rate team in LA are down 0-2 to Dallas and Luca. There were people who were picking the Clippers to to go to the finals to be the Western Conference uh, kings in. Uh, in this year's finals, they're down 0-2. I don't want to beat my chest because the series is not over, but playoff P is one of the biggest chokers in the league. We've seen this dance before. Last year in the bubble, not a fluke. If you have a play, I know PG was on some good Indiana teams when he was young, but OKC didn't do anything anything the clippers to this point haven't done anything to me it's all substance and no hype or all hype no substance listen I, I don't uh, get the clippers the the the, the flake of fans like to say this uh they pay rent at staples center because <laughs> they're the <laughs> right they don't live at they, they, they don't live at staples center because the staples Center's own like the lake of fans believe that they're their top dog and the and baby brother clippers 
Um, I, listen, I, I know playoff P, pandemic P, whatever P, <laughs> he's gonna get. You know, he's gonna he's gonna get. Uh, he, he's gonna get a lot of the flack, right? Because Kawhi had forty one last night. I understand that, but keep in mind, we can't pick and choose when we want to talk about team versus individual. It is a team game. They are a team, right? So, you know, the team's not playing well enough, and I believe Luca owns them, and he's proven that. Luca last year, Luca almost won. I believe like they didn't have Porzingis, and they got away with it. This year, Luca's like okay. And I think there was an ugly rumor going around. I can't confirm it. I couldn't confirm with my sources that, you know, the Clippers downplayed uh, that the, the the final couple games so they can get the fourth yeah, season. Yeah, no, so they, they did. Play, so they wouldn't have to play the Lakers so they could avoid it. But then now they got a matchup nightmare. You know, they down 0-2. Like, like you said, the series isn't over yet, but it doesn't look it good. Looks, it looks – the. It doesn't if look I'm, good. If I'm the Mavs going into game three, I'm wearing all black. <laughs> no, don't. That's why you get ahead of yourself. Uh, you don't do. You don't even do that. Just go and play your game. He, and you know, he, I love Mark Cuban as an owner. I, just play your game. The rest will come to you. The Clippers are on the clock. They're definitely on the clock. And again, we know we know the NBA history. You go down 0-3, it's over. They, they, you know, so they cannot. They have no choice but to win this game. So we'll see what happens. The reason why I'm wearing all black, and if I'm Mark Cuban in the introduction, I'm playing the the Undertaker's theme when they get <laughs> when they get uh, announced. That's what I'm doing. I am. I'm pulling out all the stops. If Listen, you go down 3 the dead man will rise. <laughs> <laughs> the dead man will rise. The dead man will rise, brother. The dead man will rise. I. I, I just. <laughs> Luca, you. If I'm Luca right now, I'm saying you want to play me. I beat your. I put your ass out of the playoffs last year. You want to yeah. play me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, listen, no. it's a tough it's, – it's hard. They're going to have to find – again, every game is adjustments. They got to make adjustments. They got to figure it out. I mean, I don't know if it's just, you know, Kawhi taking – I don't know what it is, but, you know, if like you said, does, does Paul George have to play better? I don't remember what his, what his stat line was from last last night's game because I was back, jumping back and forth between games. So, um, But they they have to do better. They have to. And I don't know how they're going to figure – they need to figure it out because they're on the clock, man. They're on the clock. And remember, keep in mind um, – Kawhi only signed a two-year deal. I was just gonna bring that up. They signed both a two-year signed. deal for a reason. Two-year deals for a so reason. That, that Steve Ballmer clapping and he's and veins popping out of head. This is pretty cool. Yeah, that it's gonna be not, over by before it began. Yeah. That, this summer, I wouldn't be surprised. Kawhi, Kawhi to the Knicks, man. Start the trip up. <laughs> oh, let's let's not even go there. Let's <laughs> not even go there. Could you? That would be a great team, though. Him and and Randall. Yeah, you know what? Like I said, I'm enjoying playoff basketball. I'm not even in free free agency mode of, of fielding rumors yet. Um, I'm just happy that we have some good playoff basketball. Just to close up on the Clippers Mavs series, I think this is it's a wrap. I don't see Clippers going to Dallas and, and getting a game. I think it's going to mm. be a sweep. Sweep. Wow. I think this is the fitting end to whatever era you want to call this in Clippers basketball. <laughs> I think both of them are the going no to era. bounce out. The no yeah, era. a no era. It is it a, no a no era. era. It was a no era. You know, so like... I think I think both of them are going to bounce after this year and the Clippers are going to be floundering and just picking up scraps. I wouldn't even be shocked if Ty Lue's out because who, who's Ty Lue going to coach? We'll see. Listen, I, you know what I say? If they do lose, and I hate using the word if because I believe there are no ifs in sports, but Doc Rivers will be laughing. The the Raptors will be looking, will be laughing. You know, there'll be a lot of people laughing, like, you know, Oklahoma City for Paul George forcing a trade to go over here and play. You know, so there's a lot of people be laughing at him. But 
Listen, I say this: the Clippers gonna clip. Yeah, <laughs> Clippers are gonna be the Clippers, man. Are you surprised? Their their franchise hasn't proven to you that they're worthy of winning or or have a, a great organization. What makes you believe they're gonna have one now? That's that's you know, a good point. Don't 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 go against history, man. Do not go against history. History history has shown you what they what they've done. They haven't done much. They've never been past the second round in their entire franchise history. What makes you believe that they're gonna get it there now? And and showing you what happened to them like like the minute they lost last year, I knew there was a problem. You can't be up like to me, to me, three one blown leads are not supposed to happen. The way that they finished in game seven, PG will always be a choker in my mind. I think that's mm-hmm. a good place to end. Carl, uh tell the people what what you got going on, where they can find you. The red carpet's all yours. Uh, the sports hit list by the fans and for the fans. Please make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. You can find us on YouTube, Sports HL on Instagram. We have a Twitter sports hit list. Our main live show is on Wednesdays at four o'clock on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Just go into Facebook, type type in Worldwide Sports at four o'clock on Wednesdays. You'll find me hosting the live show. My wife has her own show on the Worldwide Sports Network called The B Show. We also have another show called um, The Sports Hitlist Presents Smoke and Mirrors, which is on Mondays and Fridays at one o'clock on that network. We also have a show called Taco Takeaway, who's associated with us on Tuesdays. During NFL season, we have uh, NFL Sunday kickoff shows. Uh, we do a kickoff show at 12.15, right before the show. But again, that's all on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. That's most of our content. You can go to our Facebook page and like it, and you can get all of our all of our content on our IG. Yeah, just keep supporting the brand. Thank you to you, Joe, and everybody else who supports this content. All right, man, no problem. Thursday, we're back to Download the show if you're new here. Um, big thanks to SeatGeek for sponsoring today's podcast. Again, use my code GRINDHOUR at checkout at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app is for now about the first purchase. And until next time, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Peace.